This is your wake up call. Wake the fuck up. The Breakfast Club, the show you love to hate. From the East to the West Coast. DJ Envy. Angela Ying. Charlemagne the God. The realest show on the planet. This is why I respect this show because this is a voice to society. Changing the game. You guys are the, the coveted morning show, but y'all earn that. Impact in the culture. They wake up in the morning and they, they want to hear that Breakfast Club. The world's most dangerous morning show. Being a mother. Being a That's Chris Brown. Morning, everybody. It's hey. DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Never, never has a song about popping pills sounded so sexy, but newsflash, kids, it's not. Okay, nothing sexy about being addicted to prescription drugs. Nothing at all. And that name of that song is Pills and Automobiles. All right, well, let's get in some front page news. Now, last night, if you're a New York fan, uh, in the Garden, St. John's played Georgetown, which was pretty dope. It was Chris Mullen play? Uh, he coached against Patrick Ewan, who coached Georgetown. It was a dope game, too. Georgetown did win 66-69. I just thought it was dope to see uh, Patrick Ewan versus Chris Mullen, all my New Yorkers out there. Now, let's also talk about these mudslides that's going on in California. Pretty crazy out there, huh? Yes, after the fires tore through Southern California, now heavy rains have sent mudslides going down the hillsides in Santa Barbara County. 13 people are dead so far. Mm. Now, they do expect that number to go up because they are looking for at least two dozen people who are unaccounted for. So that rain hit around 3 a.m. and until 6 a.m. And there were more than 600 phone calls for assistance while that happened. Yeah, they said because of the fires, a lot of the stuff was dead. And then they said it rained like four inches in an hour. And then all of a sudden, it just started sliding down, which was Trees, definitely crazy. homes, yeah. everything. Cars, abandoned surfboards, Mm-mm. all of that in the street. That's sad. We call mudslides diarrhea of the earth. Mm. That's what that is. All right. What else are we talking about? The yeah. richest person of all time right now, who has now eclipsed Bill Gates, the founder of Microsoft, is Jeff Bezos from Amazon. He's wow. worth $105.1 billion dollars. Well, congratulations to him. I love that picture that they show when he first started Amazon and he's like in this little small room with mm-hmm. just a, a written sign that says Amazon on it. Ah, now most inspiring. of that net worth comes from the shares that he has of Amazon stock. He owns 78.9 million shares. So when that stock climbed 1.4% yesterday, that means that he got an extra $1.4 billion. Well, I hope he's happy. Okay, he's probably not a happy individual. I'm sure he's happy. Don't hate on him. He's I'm probably hating. happy. This is clear hate, all right? This is, let's be clear. I'm glad, I'm glad that you recognize that this was hate off the, out, the, out of the gate. But I hope he's happy because he's probably not a happy person. <laughs> my dumb ass looked at my stocks. I own 50 stocks. I was like, yeah, maybe I got it. Nah. Yeah, you got $50. Man, was, what would you do with $105 billion? I'll find Does one out. person really need that money? You could have. I would it. hope that guys like Jeff Bezos, which he probably is because Warren Buffett is, I would assume that he's one of the biggest philanthropists on the planet. I would hope so. Yeah, I would he hope is, so right? too. Oh, I would have yeah, to. He was actually talking billion? about where he wanted to donate his money, and he was asking for suggestions for other uh, other suggestions for his do- donation. See the God World uh, LLC is a great place <laughs> that you can donate. Uh, you can donate to Third Eye Awareness, great nonprofit. Uh, you know, you'd love. You should donate to both of those organizations. Jeff Bezos. Okay. Should change his name to Jeff Pesos. What if he was Mexican? Woo! That'd be the hell of a nickname. My goodness. Jeff that, Pesos. Last front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, a horrible night, or maybe you feel blessed. You want to spread some positivity. 800-585-1051. Hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club.
Hello, who's this? Yo, this is D. What's up? What's up? Get it off your chest. Yo, I want to get this off my chest. First of all, DJ Envy, the best DJ on the planet. Okay. Number two. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, I cannot let you tell alternative facts no, on this radio. This no, morning. I agree. Go ahead. Keep so going. All the got to stop hating on Mace. Mace is the top five bad boy rapper of all time. Of all time. And that's all I'm going to say. He can squeeze in at number five. That's cool. I'm with you. But Mace is the top five of bad boy. Y'all have a blessed day. Angela Yee, I love you, baby. Bye. Hi. Right. Mace can be number five. What's wrong with being number five on Bad Boy? That's a great lineup to be in. I think he's top five on Bad Boy. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is JR calling from Virginia. Hey, what's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Hey, I'm blessed today, guys. Um, I saw I called back in August. Um, I'm president of a nonprofit based out in Greensville, North Carolina called Future. Uh, back in August when I called, we were doing our first school drive. Um, but now in 2018, we are now getting into a, one of the elementary schools where we are trying to touch some of these kids. Long whoa, 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 whoa. What? 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 He didn't mean touch some nah, of the kids. Nah, what like the that. hell did you just say? He said touch some of the We're kids, not. but you didn't mean it like that. You said touch on these kids. Yeah, yeah. You got to word this differently, sir. I, I, I agree. I agree. My, my apologies. Jesus Christ. Um, what we're trying to do is, is change the, the attitude of these kids and the mindset of these young kids to try to do better and try to get them to go ahead and start playing in long-term-wise instead of waiting until the last minute, um, i.e. being 18, 17, not having a plan and again getting lost out here in the, in the world with, with no guidance. Okay. So what, 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 tell me what you want. What you trying to do? What are, what are you telling us this oh, I, oh, I'm just saying I'm just blessed. I'm just blessed that we're taking off this year. Um, hey, you're blessed to give these blessings. Day. Well, they don't have you yes, give, yes. give out an email or something where people can give donations or something. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm working on getting my website up now. We just started back uh, in June, July, and it's already taken off. Okay. Um, but if you want information, you can email me at M-A-R-T-I-N-E-Y Wilson at gmail.com. Um, and I can I can provide you any information. If anybody's out there doing stuff in their own home city and they're doing different things, please let me know so I can try to incorporate in my own in my own city. All right, All right my right. brother. Thanks, brother. That's a very worthy cause because you can never plant those seeds in kids too early. Because my daughter is nine and she already knows she want to be a dentist and she want to go to Harvard. That's dope. I don't know where she got those dreams from, but mm -hmm. hey, amazing. Fertilizer. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Morning, good morning. Hey, good morning. Who's this? This is Kim again. Hey, mama, get it off your chest. <laughs> well, you know, that cause, we need to apologize for, to Charlemagne for going off on him yesterday. You went off on me, bro? Yeah, yes, remember she went off on you crazy. I don't remember. You said, yeah. she, you said she had a mustache? I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, said yeah. I need to shave my underarm or something corny. That's, that he said you had a mustache, too. I, I said that you need to shave. I said, I know you need a little extra fur because it's cold out, but you should shave. Sure did. Your body. I mean, I wouldn't ha that, that's not a mustache. You see, he was talking about, he was, he was talking about something gross, but, oh. you know, whatever. Anyways, <laughs> so, yeah, shout out, man, I apologize to you because I didn't mean to you know, go off on you like that. But, you know, you know, that mouth of yours be getting away sometimes. Well, I accept. <laughs> Right right okay. right Yes, no, listen. No, it's no, it's not. Charlamagne doesn't know it's the BK. Oh my goodness, Mama. Listen, on the front. Is, in my opinion, listen, did, 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 don't hang me up. 
That's what I want to say. That's what I want to name y'all. It's not the BK. There's nothing nothing flame royal about us. Okay, see, okay, wait, 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 wait. DJ Envy? Yes. Uh, this is between me and Charlamagne, and I, I don't want to go there with you. I'm, let me talk to Charlamagne. It's the BK Club. That's what I want to call it. That's what I'm going to call it, okay? You know why you call it the BK Club? Because you used to having things your way, all right? But you're not going to have things your way here. This is the BC. Okay. And if you look on the okay. front of the Source well, magazine, you know I'm wearing a chain that says BC, not BK. BC for Breakfast Club. Okay, listen. Charlamagne, there you go. Oh, my goodness. Yes, I want to call it the BK Club. DJ Envy, you stop. Because you, you agree with me, too, yesterday. Now I'll say you agree with Charlamagne. I'm you didn't get how it happens. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you yesterday. Uh, you know what, Mama? Oh, we appreciate you calling. You have a blessed day. <laughs> He's about day. to hang up on you. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to. Bye. Goodness gracious. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. We got rumors on the way, Yee? Yes, let's talk about who got a new reality show, a spinoff, no longer on Love & Hip Hop. And another person is saying they are not going to affiliate with H&M after all of the scandal that went down with that photo shoot. All right. We'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Hey, hey, it's Rockstar. Hey. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. I love that record. I mute Post Malone verses on it, and it sounds amazing. Oh, my goodness. I keep the hook, and it's 21 Savage. Great song. Great record. All right. Well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk more H&M Fallout. It's about time. What's going on? Yo. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, g Easy is going to be terminating his partnership with H&M. He has a line that's supposed to be coming out in March, and now he's saying over the past months, I was genuinely excited about launching my upcoming line in collaboration with H&M. Unfortunately, after seeing the disturbing image yesterday, my excitement over our global campaign quickly evaporated. I've decided at this time our partnership needs to end. So that's it. No more for g Easy with H&M. We told you The weekend has already said he's no longer working with H&M. And the fallout continues. Well, this is what happens when you don't have no diversity on your marketing team. You know what I mean? Like, somebody in that building should have said, you know what, this is not a good idea. This should not be out. Now, he ended saying, I hope that this situation will serve as the wake-up call that H&M and other companies need to get on track and become racially and culturally aware, as well mm-hmm. as more diverse at every level. That's Absolutely. exactly what it is. It's a bunch of culturally clueless people in the building. That's all it is. Now, James Franco was on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert yesterday, and I'm not sure if you guys know this, but as of late, several women have come forward and said that James Franco was inappropriate and even accused him of uh, something a little bit Who's further. James Franco again? Uh, you know, the actor, he's really funny. He's in a bunch of movies. He actually won an award for The Disaster Artist. He made that movie oh, okay. with his brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if we got to tell you who James Franco is, the story's not for you. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> you should know who James Franco is. He's an actor. Mm-hmm. And he's a pretty funny actor. He's but okay. He was supposed to be doing an event with the New York Times, and they actually canceled that event. The event was supposed to be today, actually. Mm. And that's because of these allegations. Now, Ali Sheedy said that he was inappropriate with her, and he's said this on Stephen Colbert. Okay, first of all, I don't. I have no idea what I did to Ali Sheedy. I directed her in a, a play off-Broadway. I had nothing but a great time with her. Total respect for her. I had no. I have no idea why she was upset. She took the tweet down. I don't, I don't know. The things that I heard that were on Twitter um, are not accurate, but I completely support people coming out and being able to have a voice because I didn't have a voice for so long. So I don't want to, you know shut them down in any way, it's, it's I think, a, a, a good thing, and I support it. 
The crazy thing is uh, he may not know what he did to Ali Sheed, but uh, she does. And I'm sure that she'll be revealing it soon since he went on Colbert and said he doesn't know. Not to say that there was anything. Right. But if there was something, she's going to let everybody know real soon. Right, and you saw Pineapple Express, right, Envy? Mm -hmm. And Okay, he was in that also. Um, now, in addition to that, a couple of other women have had some things to say about James Franco. And actress Violet Paley wrote on Twitter, Remember the time you pushed my head down in a car towards your exposed penis? And that other time you told my friend to come to your hotel when she was 17 after you had already been caught doing that to a different 17-year-old. And then yesterday she said that he had called to offer an overdue, annoyed, convenient phone apology. She said, I don't accept, but maybe some other people's lives would be made easier if he donated all of his earnings from the disaster artist to a nonprofit group that supports survivors of sexual abuse. Now there's another woman who accused him of exploiting her in a film she made for him. She said, remember a few weeks ago when you told me the full nudity you had me do in two of your movies for $100 a day wasn't exploitative because I signed a contract to do it? Time's up on that. I 100% did not feel like I had a choice to say no. So... The fallout continues. Mm -hmm. Now, Corey Feldman wants to fight against sexual abuse. We told you he's trying to raise money to do his own film about sexual abuse in Hollywood and about his own life. Now he wants to collaborate with other people, including Terry Crews, who, as you know, came forward with his own sexual assault allegations. Now, he told E! News, I thought about reaching out to Terry, but I've been pretty overwhelmed with everything I'm doing. But here's an open invitation. Terry, if you're listening, I'm more than happy to join forces with you and work together. I'm willing to work with anybody. Can I just put that out there? Now, Corey Feldman has been very vocal about things that have happened to him and about alleged sexual abuse in Hollywood. And there was also a Lifetime original movie that came out, A Tale of Two Corys. He executive produced that, so now he wants to do even more to help fight for this cause. Okay. All right, and Jocelyn Hernandez has her own reality show. Let's switch gears for a second. Jocelyn Takes Miami. So apparently she's going to be working with Carlos King, who was a producer for Real Housewives of Atlanta for a while. And according to Hip Hollywood, it's going to follow her journey as a single mother raising her daughter, Bonnie Bella, in Miami. Yeah, she just like, did a crazy photo, sh a photo shoot the other day. I so. feel like that's a couple years too late. Jocelyn? Yeah, Jocelyn reality show by herself. What network? Did they say VH1. That's no. VH1. I didn't no. say VH1. Oh, it is on VH1? No, I didn't say it's that. Not. No, I just said it's being produced by Carlos King, who used to produce Real Housewives of Atlanta. I'm yeah, pretty sure it's VH1. You think so? Yeah, they're not letting her go. They got her in a 360 times 10 deal, I'm sure. Mm. All right. All right. Well, that's your rumor report. When we come back, Jason Mitchell will be joining if us. He played Easy E. There you go. And straight out of Compton. We're going to kick it with him when He's we come Mud back. He's in Mudbound. He plays Brandon in the Shy. Phenomenal actor. And we're going to talk to him. So keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, sir. You might not know who he is without Jerry Curls. You That's did. not true. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Mitchell. Good you morning. did. What's happening, man? How you feel? Jason, nice what's happening, my brother? Play Easy E and Straight Out of Compton. That's why I said the whole yeah. Jerry Curls thing. Yes, and then yeah, yeah, he was yeah. in Mudbound. He was yes, in Mudbound as well. I mean, he's been in a lot of stuff, but uh, Jason Mitchell has almost made me cry twice. Oh, man. Almost. Almost. If you cry, it's cool. I just I haven't gotten there yet, but I felt it though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was like, but you did make my homeboy drop a tip. Yeah. Yes. Was, was it a homeboy or you? See, he it was, was he was, was watching his homeboy. That's how you know he's, I'm gonna look away. It was wax. We went, <laughs> you don't know wax, but we was in LA. The big strong diesel guy out there with the with, with the, the dreads. Oh wow. Yeah. That's okay. a big dude. Okay. In LA. <laughs> All right, mission accomplished. <laughs> watching the straight out of Compton. And uh it's like when you when you found out you had AIDS, yeah. the whole the theater went silent, it right? Did. And then you started crying. And all I heard my homeboy say was, 
Yikes! <laughs> and I looked over and his eyes were watering. That means he touched stone. That means he was playing man, with some, some dirt hey buckets. Now, let me read lit, you man. these text messages that happened between us yesterday, right? Okay. I did shoot my shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On Twitter. This Please. sounds so I watched, crazy right I watched now. The Shy, the first two episodes. It was so great, and I tweeted about it. Yeah. And then somehow, I guess, you know, a hashtag did. You retweeted it, and yeah. I was like, you should come to The Breakfast Club. I never really do that, but it worked out. So here you are. Yeah, so. man, I'm, I'm in the building, because I was like, if I could do anything in the world, mm. I got to do Breakfast Club. You know what I mean? Go, like, I feel go. like you really not popping until you do the Breakfast Club. So I'm like, man, it's too easy. So I'm there. So these text messages yesterday, right? We were uh, going back and forth about the time, whatever, whatever. And um, Charlamagne says, I love him. I responded, I'm telling, I'm telling wifey that you love him. <laughs> and I didn't reply back. I'm like, ain't so freaking childish. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man, it's too funny. Now, what, what made you get into acting? Though? Man, just trying to find new friends. You know what I mean? Because I come from like the real hood, not the rap hood. You know what I mean? And I'm I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana. I'm from Holly Grove. Me and Wayne grew up right around the corner from each other. Okay. Shout out to Jay Jones. He a young cat working from back there too. And um, I I lost my best friend at 22 years old and I didn't go to college because Katrina hit, you know, right after the storm or whatever. I was just like kind of scrambling, you know, Mm -hmm. and just trying to get some money. That's all I could think about was money, you know? And, um, my best friend gets killed, and then I was like, you know, maybe I should just find some new friends. You know what I mean? Maybe I should just Smart. start there. Yeah, so um, I went to, like, this this random acting workshop. It was only, like, eight weeks, and it was just passing through New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And my friend was like, man, you should go. And I'm like, yeah, okay, acting. That's Here like we one go. of the kids from like, the Right, exactly, exactly, same deal. So he asked me, like, a week later, like, whatever happened to you going to the class, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, you know, I was driving. I ain't had time to write the number down. He just remembered the number off the top of his head. I'm like, man, I'm going to take this as a sign from God. So I went down there in like a three-piece suit, and I was terrible. You know what I mean? But the lady was like, you know, it's just something about you. Like, you know, like if, if you stick with this, you might have some juice, you know? So I'm like, all right. So maybe five or six weeks into it, they had an agent. Shout out to Tasha Smith. She came and Tasha. checked me oh, out. Wow. Yeah, okay. yeah, she came and checked me out, and um, it was on from there. Really? It was just on from there, That's so dope because somebody, when you went to your audition, even though you weren't good, she saw something in you and she told you that because if she would have just been like, nah, it's not for you. (laughs) Right, exactly. Exactly, It shows you how important it is to tell people when you see a little light and it's up to you after that to figure out how you can nurture it. Exactly. That's why I'm glad I get to represent that. You know what I mean? Because so many people saw me. They saw my faults. They saw my ups, my downs. So, you know, they could see me and be like, damn, he could do it. I could do it. So, you know? so what were you doing prior to you getting an acting class? Because you say your friend got killed. Were you in the street? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I, I was doing my thing. But, you know, you know how it is. Selling it's drugs, like, using them, because that is New Orleans. Heroin, right. heroin big out there now. <laughs> my boy's doing heroin at a young no, age. No, I'm not touching no dog food, man. Never sold it. <laughs> I don't like that. I, I don't even like the clientele. But um, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was a thing for me where I was like, I was just over it. You know what I mean? I caught a couple of charges and. Like I said, people was dying, and it was just it was getting a little too serious. You, know you realize I mean? in order to change your life, you got to change your lifestyle. Exactly. Exactly. How did you get straight out of Compton? Walk us through that. Wow. Okay, so at first it started off really like protocol. You know, they sent it to my email, and it was like, this is something you really could get. So I asked the question that everybody else asked, like, 
it's a VH1 movie, it's going to be. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and it was like, nah, Universal doing this. And I'm like, what? Okay, who's, who's say they, less. When you say they sent it, it's... Um, like, just the, the casting company, because okay. they send it through, like, you know, your agent or whatever. Mm-hmm. So by the time it gets to me, it just be, like, size for the script or whatever, so I can go do my little audition. So I put it on tape, knock it out, and um, it was crazy because the lady who put me on tape, her name is um, Megan Lewis. Mm-hmm. And this lady's like, I don't know if y'all know anything about white folks from Boston. No. But she, I mean, yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're yeah. really white. Shout out to Jamin 94.5. The whitest of the white. And very serious. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, she would, like, I never booked with her. And I probably read with her maybe 15 times and just never booked with her. So, she was doing this thing with her head, like, saying yes <laughs> and no at the same time. Right? So I'm like, what's going on? You know? And she was, I was like, was it bad? She was like, no. She double high-fived me, walked me to my car. I'm like... This is not the Megan I remember, you know right, what I mean? Right. So, you know. Get it off from Jason. Exactly. Like, Jason yeah. is so good. It was so good. <laughs> she caught my agent right after. Like, I think he has a chance. It's going to be so good. She was about to cry. I'm like, Lord. So, and they ain't caught me till like a month and a half later. I'm totally forgot about right, this. I I'm like cooking. I'm Because I, I, I got a, a cooking job and like an oyster shucking job. Oh, you so know, you just really do cook? That's you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because on the side, you cook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I was, you know, trying to stay out the way. And, um... They call me up. They like, yeah, they want you to fly to L.A. tomorrow. And I'm like, well, see, <laughs> the way my bank account and my life and my probation and everything set up, you know, I can't just leave. You know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, my probation and yeah, like, yeah, I had things going on in my life, you know? They called me back maybe in like 30 minutes and was like, Gary wants to Skype it with you. Have Gary Gray, the director. So I'm like, all right, cool. You know, I hardwire everything. I set it up. I'm like, look, satellite dish on top of the crib. Please don't <laughs> skip. You know what I mean? I ain't even gonna lie and pretend like I don't know how long it was. It was an hour and 17 minutes. Wow. We sat there and Skype. The whole movie. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? We did these same five scenes just back to, to back to back to back to back to back, just running through them. And um, <laughs> what I really remember is like, I, I did the hospital scenes, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like crying. You know, he telling me. You're a great me, crier, by the way. We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> he was like, just breathe, just breathe, just breathe. So I'm like, okay. Trying to relax, but then the butterflies are like leaving my stomach. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because I'm like, it's over now, you know. And then I just bust out laughing, and then I can hear a bunch of voices because all I can see is his face on Skype, and he's going back and forth like. And I'm like, who else is in this room with you? You know what I mean? I can hear all these voices, and it was like, he good, right? He good. And then I booked it right over Skype, just wow. like that. Yep. That's amazing. Had yep. never been to California in my life. Did wow. you know anything about uh, NWA and Easy? I did, I did, because okay. I, I grew up on Bone Thugs, and of course, you know, Ice Cube, he got to be in everybody top ten at least. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? So. You know, no Vaseline was like a big part of my life. You know what I mean? So, oh, we're going to edit that part. We're going to edit that one part. You know, you know, I'm a younger dude. You know what I mean? So when that when that beef record hit, I was like, whoa, okay. You know what I mean? So everybody, exactly. If you didn't know, now you know, you know. So um, so so why were you on probation? Man, what happened was come on, tell us the story. I just, I just got caught up, you know. What drug, you was drug possession? Drug possession? Yeah. What you was selling? Yeah. Okay. Are you yeah. on probation now? I am. Okay. I am. I am. I am. Well, five years. Damn. Yeah, for, yeah. For what? Like, what? 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 what, what how much did you get caught oh, with? He's like, damn it. <laughs> you know, some <laughs> things are best untold. To some stories are life. best untold. <laughs> yeah. You know, we moving forward. We are moving forward. Now it's good. You know. All right, we got more with Jason Mitchell. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We have Jason Mitchell in the building. He played Easy E and Straight Out of Compton. Yeah. I remember reading that you were disappointed at first because you thought you would book like some bigger things right away after Straight Out of Compton because right. you had such a phenomenal role in that and you did yeah, stop acting. I took did a little time. Yeah, definitely it, because like the things that were hitting me were like pigeonhole material. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Come play like, another rapper. Come play a gangster. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I'm like, you know what? I know I got a lot of tattoos and all that, y'all. But look. I'm trying to do something else, you know what I mean? So I went and did like Keanu with with yeah, Key Keanu, and Peele, you know I what think I mean? That movie Just is so funny. trying to show my layers, you <laughs> know what I mean? Tiffany was in that, Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Shout out to Tiffany Haddish. She's doing it real big right now. But yeah, shout out to Jordan Peele too, who's doing absolutely amazing. But yeah, and Key also they they had that Netflix show that I love. Yeah, 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 yeah. From college. Yeah, we 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 thinking about doing some things together too, man. Yeah, now, 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 you are a good crier. Uh, did you learn that in acting school? Uh, but now that I know you're from New Orleans, that's right. probably coming from a real place. Absolutely, absolutely. It was just, you know, as guys, we just never do cry. Mm-hmm. We never let it out. You know what I mean? We don't hug each other. We don't do none of that. So We don't say we love people? Exactly, exactly. So, I like, love him. <laughs> <laughs> we don't say I love people. That's funny. No, but um, I think... I think it was just so much that I held in over time, and I never knew it was therapeutic to let it go. Right. You know what I mean? You know how you get a whooping and you go to sleep feeling better? Yeah, yeah, You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. You wake up and you be like, all right, thank you, man. I feel a little bit better, you know? Yeah, yeah. Learned a little something. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. The hard way, but learned a little <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so it was, it was good for me to um, sort of just have that experience to be able to let it out because after I found out that I felt better after I let it out, mm-hmm. I was... I, I just start channeling it. We've seen two mean? good cries, the easy E cry. Yeah. What did you think about in that moment? Did you think about really catching AIDS and how you would react to it? You know, actually, I did, I did like, reverse psychology on my own brain because Easy gave, like, he has seven kids. No, seven baby mamas, nine kids. He mm. gave each of them 20 bands a month, each kid. Which mm. is a lot of bread for back then. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a lot of bread for now. Exactly, so exactly. You channel Tyrese. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't get me involved. Don't get me involved. No, so <laughs> nah, so um just by looking at things like that, I was like, you know, he was playing with a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for somebody to come to you and tell you, like, bro, it's it's over. Like after you done fixed everything, like you about to die. Dang. Of a sickness, like it's like wait, 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 wait. What? Am, wait, what? You know. So, I I went and got the nicest spot that I could find in Beverly Hills and just stayed there for like a month and just was thinking like, yeah, this my crib. You know what I mean? Like that's how I was playing it for myself. Mm-hmm. So every day when I went home as we were shooting, I was like, man, I'm about to lose all of this. This is about to be gone. My life, everything is just gone. So it was it was something I could play off for real smooth. And what about the shy? Because you cried in that church scene, and I, I that Oof. almost got me. That was the Man, second time you, know, you almost yeah, got me. No, you know what's crazy? I, and I always cried during. You know I was crying. And I'm, not, <laughs> yeah. I'm not ashamed to say I was yeah. crying. Yeah, yeah. I'm a cry. I cry. I'm gonna lie. <laughs> I used to cry. I've seen tripping. every cry. She well. seen me cry on a plane watching the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you crying? I'm like, oh. <laughs> it was creed. Now for me, I think <laughs> it was just it was one of them things where like as soon as you walk into the church, you like, oh, man. like You know, because Ja King, he was somebody who I really got to know and love. You know what I mean? We done spent a few months together. Like, his mama be cooking for us while we on the road. And then you got in the brother. casket. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, ooh, it was just, you know, hard for me to process. And um, they had a few funerals I skipped. 
just over time. You know what I mean? Shout out to my dude, BTY Youngin. Last year, he was killed. And yeah, yeah, yeah baby, baby was about to yeah. sign him. Yeah, he had just got, you know, the whole thing working out for him, and then he got killed right in our hood. You know what I mean? So it's just a lot of things that I, I feel like I didn't really let out, you know what I mean, and process right. So that 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 definitely came from a real now, place. It was hard to turn it off that day. We don't know what's about to happen yet because I've only seen the first two episodes, but yeah. if it were up to you, uh-huh. would your character get revenge for your brother getting killed or? Probably not, probably not, because, I mean, I've been in situations like that. And I've I've seen mothers lose two sons. Mm. You know what I mean? Either both dead or one dead, one in jail. You know what I mean? Like you don't you don't win when you fight back like that because so you still got to well, you let's still go back for, deal with for the people police. who don't know. Explain. I know Shy is about Chicago. What is Shy about? What what does it deal with? Because the, the Shy is a is is the circle of life in Chicago. Mm-hmm. You know, like so many times they dehumanize the fact that. These families are losing sons. They're losing daughters. They're, you know what I mean? They're, they're being stripped. And, like, for example, when I first got to Chicago, I saw a sign, like an interactive billboard that said 46 people were shot this weekend. And I'm like, why is this not the talk of Chicago? You know what I mean? Like, why are people not actively trying to get out there and help? But it's because it's it's a misunderstanding and it's like an ignorance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So this TV show is allowing you to see that the people behind this violence aren't always just wild gangs. You it's know a, it's what I mean? a reason it's, behind it. Exactly. Social conditions. Right. Yeah. It's, it's families. You know what I mean? It's a lot of caring people behind this. And it's also an ecosystem and a domino effect around a murder. You know what I mean? So it's a TV show that shows how this one bullet just changes a bunch of lives. Chicago's a very critical place and they don't like their city portrayed in your kind of way. So who did you reach out to from there to make sure like you was doing it right? Well, Common is a producer on it, right? Yeah, yeah. Common is definitely a producer on it. And Lena? Lena. They, you know, they they definitely throw. But me, the way I operate and the way I think about things, I did the same thing when I did Straight Outta Compton. Like, I went to the hood, Mm -hmm. you know, and I I walked around, I met people, I talked to people just so they know that because, I mean, you can Google the fact that I'm not from Chicago. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if they never see me in the streets of Chicago, if I don't do that right, they can be like, of course he's not going to do it right because he's never been back here. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. But at least if I mess it up, if I go back there and I'm like, look, I'm trying to do my best and they know it. Like, I spent my Easter back there with a random family. You know what I mean? Like, I, I really... That could be dangerous, though, right? I mean, it could be, you know, but you, you if you give respect, you'll get it. Did they know you was an actor? Did they recognize you yeah, from Straight Outta Compton and yeah, all that? Like, yeah, they busting out the house. Easy! We like, yeah, in the middle of a tank. So what was yeah, they, they telling you? Like, don't this up. Well, I mean, they have, they had a few Chicago projects that missed the mark. Yeah, the uh, the one that Spike Lee did. Mm. <laughs> I, I, that, that was a terrible movie. Love Spike Lee, but that was saying. a terrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't saying. <laughs> yeah, what you know, so yeah, they, they, were, they just wanted to make sure it hit the mark. One of my older interns, she's from Chicago, and so when I tweeted out that I love the show, yeah. she was like, yeah, we're going to keep watching. And then she goes, um, but that's not how we dress in Chicago. On the- <laughs> <laughs> it's well, the little things like that, those yeah, little nuances. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, really right. yeah, yeah, but the, the show constantly gets better, though. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because one thing about TV, every episode has a new director. Every episode has a new writer. You know what I mean? So, you know. It started off pretty strong, though. I mean, I was drawn in immediately because sometimes pilot episodes suck. Like, that yeah. was a great pilot, though. Thank you. Yeah. How do you, um, I, I, don't, I don't do funerals either, though, so I understand yeah. how you feel about that. Like, yeah, I just don't go to them. Yeah, it's like, because it's extra. You know what I mean? Like, it's supposed to be a celebration, but 
when it's so sad of a situation, it's a not. Child? Yeah, it's not. It's nothing to celebrate in a situation like that. So I'm like, ah, I might meet y'all at the repast. You know, come get some red beans. <laughs> All right, we have more with Jason Mitchell. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're kicking it with Jason Mitchell. You might know him as Easy E from Straight Out of Compton. He's here, Charlemagne. Now I saw uh, Mudbound, and I hate watching stuff like that because right. it makes me hate white people. Right? How do you detox from stuff like that, man? Well, tell them about Mudbound for people who haven't seen Mudbound. It's a slave movie, but uh, it's a period <laughs> it's a slave piece. Movie. No, J- it's not slave. Mary J. Blige had on ASOS glasses, which I don't understand. <laughs> but but we'll, 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 we'll bypass that. Tell us about but, Mudbound. What is Mudbound? I don't want to give it all away. But no, Mud, Mudbound. Mudbound is a um. It's not a slave movie, is it? Nah, it's no. a it's a story of two families in the sharecropping Jim Crow kind of era that that's rarely talked about. You know what I mean? Like people forget. And they just jump straight from slavery to, like, civil rights. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they forget about this time that we had that kind of builds this undercurrent of hate. You know what I mean? That's for so crazy. blacks and whites. So, it's yeah, it's based on that. It was the Jim Crow era. But I, yeah. I, in my mind, I'm thinking slave because every time the white man said jump, they said how high. Exactly. 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 But, like, I watched my grandfather go through this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, that was his story. You know, he went to war. He went to the Korean War, came home. Still treated bad, you know, but he turned the other cheek and ended up a business owner. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And ultimately, now I get to tell his story on the big screen and be the voice that he always wanted to be at the same time. Because my character don't keep his mouth shut. So. <laughs> well, yes, he did. At the end of the movie, they made him, they made him keep his mouth shut. But, but how, do you get, how do you get that out of you, though, after you, playing a role like that? You know what it is? That's also a relief for me, too, because I get to do my part nonviolent. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Because you watch exactly. You you watch things like Roots, and then you go outside, and you like, man, I just want to hit. You know, you just got to go straight home. That's the truth. You know what I'm saying? For, for real. real, go home or don't leave for a week. That's that's the only options you really have. You know, but um, to me, this film was special because it was like it ends with love, and it talks about a lot of good things, like on the surface. You know what I mean? So, like, when people leave, they're not ultimately mad at each other. They want to talk about it. Like, wow, black people were really treated like this? And, you know, they they want to talk about this now. And the dialogue getting started is all a product of, of, of what I've done. You know what I mean? So I'm super happy about it because all the white people who were in the movie, you know how they must have see it in my eyes. Because as soon as... I was about to have a moment. They just jump in and hug me and be like, man, We're we sorry. love you for this. You're doing something major. You're doing something great for the culture. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, so it, it was a really, really good support system that I had, man. Everybody showed mad love. D. Reeves was a great director, the most sure black woman I ever met in and my life. And she booked you just because of Straight out of Compton. She knew yeah. she wanted you for that role. Yeah, it was a trip. That was the first thing I had ever been offered in my whole life. You know, I'm just sitting on the other side of the phone, like, listening to her whole spiel. Like, yeah, as soon as you're done, I'm going to say Yes. You know, because I was I was so ready to just you know be able to show a different layer of myself, and to be able to show that that's to me that's dope. Like we actually shot in places that I took field trips to as a child. Wow, wow. that's lit. Now, now Rolling Stone called you this generation's next leading man. Well, where are you reading this from? Is, is it Rolling Stone? Are you making that shit up? Serious? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Is that too much pressure? <laughs> you know, it's it's really not, man. It's an honor, bro. It's an honor, seriously. You know because. You sit back and you watch movies at home and you you try to convince yourself all of these different things. You know what I mean? Like who you are inside yourself and all that. And when you finally get to start showing yourself to the world, when they respond 
in an even bigger way that, than you thought they would. And that's, I can't ask for nothing more. Like, if I could have wrote my story, it would not be this good. It probably would have worked its way up to something like a straight out of Compton or a Mudbound. You know what I mean? But, like, God just got his hands on me, and I just I just keep excelling. You know what I mean? I'm getting good stuff. Like, me and Lena, we literally held hands and was like, we're going to speak this into existence two years ago. Really? And now, and now I'm the lead of her TV show. Like, that's crazy. So she came to you about the idea for the shot a couple years ago? No, no, no. We just happened to see each other, like, in passing. And mm-hmm. I was like, yo, because her clothes game is always crazy. Her shoe game always crazy. So I'm like, man, let me take a picture with you. And she was like, yo, I'm a big fan. And we gonna work together one day, and I was like, well, yeah, "Let's speak it in existence, you know?" Because I'm, I'm, I operate off the spirit. You I know love what that mean? kind of. Shit. I love so, it. So, um, we did. We held hands right there. Was like, we gonna speak this into existence. You know what I mean? And I know you. Not even two years later. Tons of scripts coming in now. Yeah, man. It's you, you know, know what you want to do. Like, what kind of role you're looking for next? Or what won't you do? Ooh. Yeah. Then he wrote that you wouldn't play. You know, I don't. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I really, because I be liking to challenge myself. I want something crazy like Floyd Mayweather or like somebody with one leg you or play something. You know what I mean? Man, you do a, a gay kiss and see Brokeback Mountain, something like that. Don't, don't, you don't know. follow this up. Don't, do <laughs> don't, don't do it's this. I don't know why he likes to do this. <laughs> don't, 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 right. You know what? I, don't, I, don't, I really don't discriscriminate against no, no role. Though. So you do any scene, huh? Let's I, do. I, you know, yeah. Yeah, I think <laughs> I, I think I would. Why would you want to play Floyd Mayweather, though? Because it's just, like, naturally he challenges himself more than the average person. Like, I, I had the pleasure of meeting him. And then right after I met him, he went running. But I'm like, dude, it's like, it's about to be 1 o'clock in the morning. He does yeah. that. You Everyone know what I mean? That. He, he does just that. goes running on the highway at, like, 4 but in the morning. But to play Floyd, yeah. you would have to learn how to not read lines. Not Stop be able it. to read lines. <laughs> so, don't laugh. Don't laugh. How would... Don't follow his. Don't follow his work. Floyd, don't hit him. Um. <laughs> no, Floyd, please hit me if you ever feel like it. Please, Stop right? it. please. I need that bankroll. No, but um, yeah, it's just to me is like when you deal with somebody who has a different type of work ethic and their brain operates on a different wave than yours. Yeah. That's the fire. You know what I mean? You that's when you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that too. I love that. I I love the whole process of it you know what i mean because when you get tired in boxing you get hurt it's not like one of them sports where you can put your hands on your hip right and you know what i mean so i really i, I respect boxers and um absolutely to have that you know to have somebody have the, the the confidence in me to be able to pull that off like that would be super dope well, we appreciate you for joining us man, man thank you for Mitchell, having man. me and jason man. gonna be show. around i think jason gonna be like one of those Denzel guy like somebody we'll see at the Oscars in a few years like damn look at Jason Wayne hey, so, man. and you love him we just remember that you love he's him. dope man I like, I like, I like <laughs> people that create great content like That's he's cool. dope at what he does like you can man, watch him on you, screen bro. you can tell he's special this is this is next level in my life hey man if you get some new pussy off it just text me and let me know oh I man. definitely will no uh, doubt yeah, no yeah doubt. I got you my man I got you. My <laughs> brother. I got you. it's the breakfast club good morning alright the breakfast club Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Hey, salute to my guy, Jason Mitchell, for pulling up, man. Yeah, shout out to Jason Mitchell. Great guy. He's going to be a... Uh, he's a special one. I think... I don't want to put too much pressure on him. We love him. But listen, I just think he's got a lot of range, you know what I'm saying? That Denzel Washington, Tom Hanks type of range. But I don't want to put he's too dope. much pressure on the young man. Well, I love his whole story of how he got started and everything. And The mm-hmm. Shy is an excellent show. So if you haven't seen it yet, make sure you watch that first episode. It came on Sunday and it's on Showtime, Showtime on Sunday. Amazing. All right. Well, let's get to the rooms. Let's talk Carrie Hilson. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Oh. 
on The Breakfast Club. Well, Carrie Hilson had a difficult sit-down with Steve Harvey's psychic medium, Reginald Lewis. Now, he tapped, uh, she tapped in, he tapped into her late grandmother to talk about her making the right decisions as far as leaving certain people behind. Now, Carrie Hilson also revealed a lot about what's been going on in her life personally. Here's what happened. I hit rock bottom a few times. You had to. Yeah. And um, I'm crawling back to walking in my purpose. I think I had to give up music for a while. I stepped away. I thought it would just be a year. Mm-hmm. It's been six, maybe. Mm-hmm. I realize now that I'm grateful for all of those years because mm-hmm. I have built myself back up. I'm going to tell you something, Carrie. Uh, you didn't give up music. Music gave up you. When you made those little shots at Beyonce, yeah. the beehive pointed at you with your yeah. silly finger from a color purple, yeah. and they said, ain't no good going to come to you until you do right by Beyonce. Yeah. You think she should have tried to keep going? She should have apologized to Beyonce. Yes. Okay? That's what yeah. she should have done. She looked crazy. Right? Please, but I'm going to be honest with Pretty you. Pretty Girl Rock used to be your song. I remember when we first started The Breakfast Club. My Charlie. name is... And we used to be in the club. Yes, that was. And you used to do your little sassy on. dance. And you used to do the Pretty Girl Rock. You got the song, play the song. Watch. She going to do it. Oh, come on, Charlamagne. he got that little sassy. My name. He used to do that little you sassy. Used to be like, My shoulder name shake. is Charlotte. Yep. You know what <laughs> Where do these stories come from? Yo, that is. Wow. Wow. That wasn't your song. Did I used to drink that much that I don't remember none of these things? You, we did mm. used to drink a lot, but you used to it get was, busy. I ain't gonna lie. When that beat used to drop. <laughs> <laughs> see, there you go right there. There you go right there. Hey. There you go. See. <laughs> but it's time, Beehive. Undig the, you know, I know it's a chicken bone in Houston buried with Carrie's name on it. Undig the bone, man. Dig up the bone. Let Carrie be. Jesus Mm. Christ. All right. Now, Russell Simmons has two more rape allegations now. Mm. Two women have gone to the police and they have filed criminal complaints. Now, one is saying that Russell Simmons raped her in 1983, and the other one is saying 1991. One woman is Sherry Hines, and she was on Megyn Kelly's show in December. She said that uh, Russell Simmons raped her at his office in 1983. And the other woman is anonymous, but she says that Russell Simmons raped her at his home in Manhattan after they went on a date. She said she was 32, and he tried to take off her dress while sitting on a couch and then pushed her down and forcibly raped her when she rejected him. And it's all allegedly. These are all alleged. These okay. are the women who are coming forward and making allegations against him. But so I mean, the, now this is a criminal complaint. I guess he could take it to court, maybe? I don't know. Well, the NYPD is already investigating, investigating him yeah. for seven claims of sexual misconduct. So he took a polygraph test and passed, and that was for one claim against him, at least one of the allegations against him. Now, Michael Douglas is trying to get ahead of the gun, and he is saying that there's a woman who is about to come out and tell her story that he masturbated in front of her 32 years ago, and he spoke wrongfully <coughs> or dirtily with friends of mine. Now, he says, I will fess up to colorful language, but the issue of masturbating in front of her, that is something I've only heard about the last year. It's not an expression that related to the 80s, so I thought it stunk. He said, it's a complete lie, fabrication, no truth to it whatsoever. It's extremely painful. I pride myself on my reputation in this business, not to mention the long history of my father and everything else. I don't have skeletons in my closet or anyone else who's coming out or saying this. Look, Yana, that's my crack, but that ain't my gun. That's what he, he said. That's my crack, but that ain't my gun. I don't know whose gun is it, but it ain't mine. Yeah, right. yeah he's saying he might have used some harsh language, but he never masturbated in front of any in front of anyone. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Charlemagne. Oh, man, yes. Who are you giving that down to? Listen, man, four after the hour, we have another great case of good old racism in America. Uh, you know, that's a hot-button topic that I love to talk about. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you were appalled by the H&M situation, oh, man, I got a doozy for you, four after the hour, buddy. All right, we'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. <laughs> 
time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, gentlemen. I'm a Democrat, so being Donkey of the Day is a little bit of a mixed up. So like a donkey. Yeehaw. Okay. Donkey of the Day. <laughs> the Breakfast Club, bitches. Now, I've been called a lot in my 23 years, but Donkey of the Day is a new one. Hey, 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 hey. Donkey of the Day for Wednesday, January 10th goes to Coach Walt Gill and the Kings Gill Varsity Boys Rec Basketball Team in oh, Cincinnati. Boy. Salute to everyone who listens to us on 102.3 to beat in Cincinnati. Drop one of Clues Bombs for them. Um, let me tell you something, man. If you were appalled by the H&M ad where they had the young god, that young black king wearing a hoodie that said, <clears throat> coolest monkey in the jungle, then this story is really going to grind your gears. All right? Now, the Kingsgill Varsity Boys basketball team pulled up for their game on Sunday afternoon wearing jerseys that said, wet dream team on the front. Now, wet dreams... That's a sexual reference. Uh, your Uncle Charlotte has had quite a few of those in my day. I actually think wet dreams of ghosts having sex with you when you sleep. Oh, yes, Bobby Brown is not the only brother out here who has spooned a spirit or two. Uh, I've definitely done that. A wet dream to me is nothing but poltergeist poom poom, but that's neither here nor there. It's not appropriate for kids in high school to name their basketball team that. Maybe they were going for a Splash Brothers kind of vibe, but nah. Right? Hey, Kings Guild Varsity Boys, y'all didn't think that went through. Imagine coming back from a long away game and all of y'all sleep on the team bus and somebody takes a pic of y'all bunched up together in those bus seats all close, eyes closed, snoring, and someone takes a pic and posts it with the caption, Wet Dream Team. Gay! Okay? But that's not the reason they're getting donkey here today. See, some of these young Caucasian men didn't have inappropriate things just on the back of their jersey. They had inappropriate things on the front of their, well, not just on the front of their jersey. They had it on the back of their jersey as well. Uh, let's go to the news for the report, please. The name of the team is a sexual reference that we won't be repeating here on WLWT. A sexual innuendo was printed across the front of their shirts as parents of the opposing team saw for themselves yesterday. It's more of a joke to them than, than anything else. Printed on the back of the shirts instead of player names was something that stirred even more anger at West Claremont yesterday. Words that some considered racist. It's not so much about even if we had black students like or African-American students or any minorities. Like our, our kids were offended. Like Tony Rue immediately brought West Claremont's concerns to the league rep's attention. I think he called people above him. And about midway through the second quarter, uh, he came and got the ref's attention and, and told him the game was over. It was called that we weren't going to be a part of it. Game over and season over for the Kings team. Cincinnati Premier Youth Basketball League said in a written statement today, the actions and conduct of the team did not comply with our stated mission and expected standards, and that team has therefore been dismissed from our league. Kings was four games into the season, which leaves opponents scratching their heads. Now, the coach, Walt Gill, initially told me on the phone that this whole thing was getting blown out of proportion. But later this afternoon, he released the following statement saying, we sincerely apologize to anyone that was offended by the jerseys. We offered to cover them up or change however the league saw fit to remove us and we have accepted that decision. But the Kings school district did say, it condemns any type of hateful or racist commentary. All right, let me tell you what the Kings oh, Guild boy. Varsity Boys rec basketball team uh, had on the back of their jerseys. They thought it would be a good idea to have Negro 
on the back of their jersey. I just caught that one, too. I and just caught You didn't it. know what that was? <laughs> they spelled it, it K-N-E-E-G-R-O-W. I said Negro. And another white guy had Coon on the back of his jersey. This is what bothers me wow. about this entire situation. Sharice uh, Middleton is the Kings Division coordinator, and she released a statement saying Kings wreck basketball for grade 7-12 does not in any way support or condone, condone the uniform infractions that occurred. We strictly follow and support the rules set, set out by Cincinnati Premier Youth Basketball League and fully support their decision to remove the team from play as well. F that. This is more than a uniform infraction. This is racism. What do you mean uniform infraction? Not tucking in your jersey is a uniform infraction. Having a logo on your jersey you're not supposed to have is a uniform infraction. This is racism in its purest form. Then the coach of the team puts out that apology. We sincerely apologize to anyone that was offended by the jerseys. We offered to cover them up or change however the league saw fit to remove us, and we have accepted that decision. Dear Coach Walt Gill, shut the F up forever. All right, they ain't covering up or changing, babe. You mean to tell me when your kids came to you with this idea, you didn't tell them, hell no? You mean to tell me that you didn't think a group of young white kids going out there with Negro on the back of their jersey and Coon on the back of their jersey, you thought that wasn't going to offend someone? See, Queen Michelle Obama said when they go low, we go high, but Charlemagne the God says when they go low, take it to the floor with them. And this is exactly why I will never stop calling white devils white devils. Okay, all white people aren't the devil, but the ones in these jerseys are young white devils, too. See, when they display racism like this at a young age, I call them cracker-ass crackers in training. All right, this is bigotry under construction, ladies and gentlemen, but this can be reversed. Oh, they can absolutely unlearn whatever they are being taught at home. All it takes is one away game in a predominantly black district in Cincinnati. I guarantee that Jamal and them who play for the undefeated Cincinnati Cracker Crushers have not played the wet dream team. Okay, I want to start a league in Cincinnati right now. Red, black, and green are the colors. Name of the team is the Triple C, Cincinnati Cracker Crushers. And we're not even going to go low and have racial slurs on the back of our jerseys. We're going to have names like Muhammad, Zulu, X, Tumman, Obama, Farrakhan, okay? All the names that strike fear in you racist bigots. And the white dream team better have that same energy and come in there with racial slurs on the back of their jerseys to play my guys. Oh, my bad, to play my gods. Listen, man, it's a great book out there that was required reading when I was a lad. It was called The Killer Mockingbird. Anybody in here ever read it? Of course. Right. Yep. Written by Harper Lee, and Harper Lee once said, As you grow older, you'll see white men cheat black men every day of your life. But let me tell you something, and don't you forget it. Whenever a white man does that to a black man, no matter who he is, how rich he is, or how fine a family he comes from, that white man is trash. If you're a racist, prejudiced bigot, you are trash. Trash is actually an understatement. You may think the person you're being prejudiced against is the problem, but actually, you're the problem. So if you want to be part of the solution and not the problem, then it's simple. Be the change you want to be in. You want to see, be the change you want to see in the world, and don't be racist. Please give Coach Walt Gill and the Kings Gill Varsity Boys Rec Team. Matter of fact, Remy Ma, ask him a simple question. Hee haw, hee haw! You stupid motherfucker! You dumb. It's simple. It's huh? simple. All right. But I'm serious about that, for real. Uh, 102, 3 to beat in Cincinnati. Holler at me. I'm going to start my own team out there. You're going to call okay. it the CCC Triple C? Triple C, baby. Cincinnati Cracker Crushes. My goodness. What's up? Let's get the league going, baby. My right? goodness. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. All right. Now, when we come back, ask ye. 800-585-1051. If you got a question for ye, you need relationship advice or any type of advice, 
You can call Yee right now. The phone lines are wide open again. The number's 800-585-1051. And I just got a great message from someone who did ask Yee before. She said, I followed your advice, focused on myself and kids, and met a wonderful guy who loves my kids just as much as I do. I'm so blessed. Just when I haven't given up and was okay with being alone, Mr. Wright came along. Nice. Thank you for all your advice. All right. Well, you can ask Yee next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. That was Drake One Dance. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee, 800 585 1051. If you got a question for Yee. Hello, who's this? Hello, this is Ray. Hey, Ray. What's your question for Yee? This morning, I want to ask Yee, how do you slow someone down when you all are bonding on a good level and you want to continue to explore the friend zone, but they want to move faster forward? So you want to just be friends with this person and take your time, but he wants to do what? Just, he. I'm a good kid, and he already knows that. But he wants to he wants to put a put a gas on it, and I just want to continue to explore the friend zone. So is it that you want to just date other people and not be in a relationship yet? You're not sure about him, or I'm com- I'm not sure what's happening. So. You know, guys, when they see something, they want something. They want to just go ahead and take it to the next level. Right. Let's talk about fairs. Let's talk about kids. We can explore those conversations, but not yet. Let's still let's still get to know each other. And what does he say when you tell him that? It's it's more so like I know what I want. I'm of age. I just don't have time to kind of play around. If you know, we're both good people. Well, it's important for people to know that you both have to be on the same page. If the roles were reversed, and as a woman, you were like, oh well, let's do this. I'm ready to settle down. I want to do that. And that might scare somebody, right? Right. That might scare a man. And we're always taught, okay, you got to just relax, take your time. If your instincts are telling you and everything in you is saying, I'm not ready to just full speed jump into this. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And he should respect that. And that's how you know if somebody really is the one for you. If they're ready to go at that pace. Now, it would make me nervous if somebody was going too fast, too quickly. Right. And you should tell him, you should be like, look, I'm going to be honest with you, okay? I'm I'm very protective of myself and I want to be with somebody that understands that and somebody that is willing to take the time that I want to take to get to know me to build this foundation together. I don't want to jump into anything and rush into it. And you should respect that if you really care about me and want to be with me, then you'll be willing to take that time also. Somebody will wait and will be patient and prove himself to you as that's right. Thank you so much, E. I want to let you both know, DJ Envy, E, Charlamagne, you all are doing amazing things, putting amazing, amazing things out into the universe. I watch you all every morning, and I appreciate you. Great virgin. Thank, Thank you, Mom. All right, she's a great catch, too, guys. All right, ask Ye, 800-585-1051. If you got a question for Ye, you could call up and ask right now, or you can always email Ye. Uh, Ye, what's your email, please? It is helpmeye at gmail.com. All right, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Rockstar morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hey, how's it going? My name is uh, John. Hey, John. What's your question for you, bro? Yeah, man. Um, I'm a recent dad, you know. I got a little girl now. She's maybe about five weeks, and my, my girl's going through uh, uh, trust issues with me. You know, like ever since the baby kind of came out, it's kind of been, you know, sideways looks. You know, it it's not the same relationship that we started when the baby was before the baby was conceived. Well, she you know might what be I mean? Suffering from some type of postpartum depression. Have you ever thought about that? As a lot of women do, and don't even realize it. You know, I did think about that. She she did go get a prescription. You know, they got her on one of them pills that that are being passed out, but. 
That might be changing. Some, that might be changing her mood. Also, would there be something to do to help her feel like she could trust me? Is there anything that I could do to fix that? Uh, you know what? You can't force someone to trust you, and it sounds like she's really going through some things that none of us could possibly comprehend. You know, having just had a baby, I would say that I'm always really leery about pills being taken and, and everything. So it might be that she had like why? What kind of pills is she on, and why is she on them? Well, they they did prescribe. I think it was a, a one of the ones with disease, uh, Zoloft or Zert, uh, Zoloft. I think it was, but because that can alter your mood greatly, also. You yeah, know? and I mean, she she got them for the postpartum depression. You know, that that was that was the reason behind it. But you know, I'm gonna be honest really with you. I'm not. Don't a, want it to go. I'm not at all an expert on postpartum depression, but I do know people that have gone through it and how difficult it is to pull yourself out of it. And she has identified that she is going through something that she probably feels like she can't control. And I think it's commendable that you want to be there and help her with it. But the issue is probably not you as much as it is her and you just making sure that you're there for her and supporting her through this time. I would definitely say make sure you keep that communication open. And I would highly recommend you get a therapist or somebody that can talk to her so she can identify identify what's going on with her and why these things are happening and have someone to talk to because I know one of the main issues with women suffering from postpartum depression is feeling like they don't have anyone to talk to and they can't express how it feels and they don't know why they feel that way. It might be something she doesn't even know why. I get that. I get that. Well, look, I, I appreciate it. Thank you for answering. Okay, no problem. I wish I could do more, but I can't give like <laughs> you know, but I do know that it's a really common issue and I do know that you have to make sure that she has someone to talk to and that she can talk to you about it. And I do know that it's not her fault that she's feeling these feelings and she probably has no idea how to handle it. Well, I, I do appreciate it. You know, it's, it's really the love that I got for her that makes me want to even call and talk. You know, I, I listen to the show all the time. You know, like right now I'm in the middle of traffic driving to work. And I, I just, that's that's been my new thing on my head lately. You know, that's, no, I that's love really that you what care. I've been going through. I love that you care that much. You should always tell her how much you care. But get her some expert advice so that somebody that knows uh, and has dealt with this before and dealt with women who are suffer, suffering from this can actually step in and let her know what steps she needs to take in order to get back to herself because I'm sure she wants to also. Thank you so much, Mom. Okay. Yeah, and it's crazy It's crazy that women will never fully trust men until we get detachable penises that we can leave at home with them when we're away. Do you blame her? No. All right, there you go. All right, well, ask ye 800-585-1051. We got rumors on the way, ye. Yes. Imagine as a woman you were working and you made less than $1,000 and someone who was working alongside you as your co-star made $1.5 million for the same exact work. Get a new we'll agent. tell you who that happened to. Get a new All right. manager. We'll get into that when <laughs> we come back. Christ. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Question, question, guys. Question. Why, 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 why? You know I have regular bowel movements. Correct. So I'm trying to figure out how come when I go to, you know, use the bathroom at work... Mm-hmm. My leg never falls asleep the way it does at home. Because at home you're more comfortable and you're relaxed, but when you're at work you try to get it out faster. But I'll be on there the same amount of time. After four or five minutes at home, my leg goes to sleep. Oh, the toilets are high. Ooh, you're right, Steve. Oh, is it? Steve, Steve, our cameraman just said because the toilets are high. That's exactly what it is. Because mm-hmm. I always go in the handicap stall. The toilets are higher. I've never had my why, legs why, fall asleep why, on the toilet. Why, why do you go in the... Hey, I don't understand, so why do your legs fall asleep? Mine fall asleep, too. That's blood, never su- happened to me, ever. Blood circulation. The circulation in your leg stops. Yes. So that's why it goes Do asleep. you, like, lean on your legs or something? Nah. Nah. But I know when I get up at home, boy, I just got to sit there. And <laughs> you don't and look stupider than standing there why butt naked. Why is that naked, not... Does that only happen to men, Little shriveled up maybe? penis. Huh? Does that only Waiting happen to, to men? Wake up. It, it only happened to me when I started getting a little older, because when I was younger, this never happened. The last five, yeah, last five years, last I would say last 
two, three years. I mean, and I be thinking stuff like, man, please don't let the house catch on fire right now. Somebody <laughs> break in. I can't do nothing, nothing until the circulation all. start back in my leg. And my man. wife knows what happens. So when I'm in, she starts pushing me when when you when you can't move when you're all right, let's asleep. Let's see the rumors. All right, sorry. All right, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk, <laughs> Oprah. Listen up. It's just in. All the guys, guys. The rumor report. Guys, with Angela, Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Well, Gil King clarified some remarks on CBS this morning on a show. Now, she was talking about Oprah potentially running for president in 2020. And here's what she had to say. I do think this, though, guys. I do think she's intrigued by the idea. I do think that. I also know that after years of watching the Oprah show, you always have the right to change your mind. I don't think at this point she is actually considering it. But listen, there are people who are, who said they want to be her campaign manager, who want to... Uh, quit their jobs and campaign for her. She loves this country and would like to be of service in some way. But I don't think that she is actively considering For the record, that is a I don't that, that's think she's actively change. considering at this time. This is not helping the Democratic Party in no way, shape, or form either. If y'all thought the Democratic Party was in shambles before, if the fact that, you know, Oprah Winfrey, one of the biggest, most powerful women on the planet, is like the number one contender to be the, the Democratic nominee, that's not a good thing. All right. Well, they confuse me more Gail than Gail also clarified what Stedman said when he said that she would absolutely do it. Here's what she meant. What he Stedman meant. says that he thought the reporter said to him, would she make a good president? And he said, absolutely, she would. That's what. That's how he interpreted the question, because this is the thing. Stedman would, would never so cavalierly say, absolutely, she would do it. I don't like hearing Gail King explain nothing. Get Miss, Miss Queen King, you don't got to explain yourself to nobody. Well, she's on the news every morning, and this and is a she's big Oprah's story, best so friend, you why ask. wouldn't she? she? All she got to do is say that's family business. When Oprah's ready to talk, she'll tell y'all. No, I like how she explained Pressing it. Pressing me. She explained it. Well. All right, now, Jamil Wilson, who plays in the NBA, he's supposed to sign a contract with the Lakers today, is being sued by a woman who says that he gave her herpes and didn't warn her that he had the disease. Oh, the damn. woman says she started dating and having unprotected sex with him back in November of 2016, and then the next year she found out that she had herpes simplex type 2, and she's saying that it's his fault and that he knew he had herpes when they started having sex and did not disclose that information. She's suing for sexual battery and fraud. And she also is suing for emotional distress. I hate when y'all tell me something about a person before I actually get to see them. Because now, as soon as you I look, look at him, remote, yeah. as soon as I turned around and looked at his picture, I'm like, yeah, he looked like he got herpes. <laughs> Why does he look like he got herpes? I don't know. About I, know that that. I don't even know what people with herpes look like. My but just goodness. the fact she told me that, I'm like, yeah, he looked like well, he got herpes. Definitely a couple people in his room have it, statistically. So look around. One, mm -hmm. two, Who three. looks like It's one in three, right? Yeah, one in three. One, two, three. One, two, three. All right, well, you count like you have herpes. <laughs> All right, Michelle oh Williams, she was paid less than $1,000 for some reshoots. Why are you always doing Michelle like that, man? Stop with the Michelle jokes, man. Dirty, for the movie man. All the Money in the World. She okay? was in a movie? Yeah. Oh, my. You know, remember they had to reshoot because of everything that happened with Kevin Spacey? So they had to do reshoots for the movie to get him out of the movie? Michelle? Yes. What Michelle Williams? Oh, we were talking about the actress. Oh, I thought you were talking about Michelle from Destiny's Show. No. I, was, uh, I ain't gonna lie, I thought oh you were too. I thought you were too. I thought you were too. That's the only Michelle I know. Oh my God. Sorry, you definitely Tanitra. know Michelle. I apologies, Michelle. <laughs> Why are they always doing Michelle like this? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the, the same thing. I said, damn it, man. Do it. Now, Mark Wahlberg <laughs> did the same reshoots on that movie also because they had to reshoot their scenes. Mm -hmm. And he got $1.5 million for the additional work while she got $80 a day per diem. There's no way. I don't believe that. Yeah, her agent got to do a better job. No, no, no. I don't even believe They're this They're both repped at William Morris Entertainment. Oh, that's foul. Yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> that makes... That true? That makes... 
That's uncomprehensible. Did I say that word right? Yeah, no. you did. It, did it? It, that makes no sense whatsoever. That's how she got paid less than a thousand dollars to do reshoots, but Mark Wahlberg got one point five million. I have no idea how this. Now, at the time, Michelle Williams had said, I, "I'd be wherever they needed me, when, whenever they needed me." And they, she said, she told them they could have my salary, they could have my holiday, whatever they wanted, because I appreciated so much that they were making this massive effort. After the producer and director Ridley Scott said that he what? would be. That's the reason why. Okay. Mark, Mark Webber said, I ain't going there unless I get a 1.5. Well, well, I don't care. I got to start. I re- I'm really definitely going to start wearing all black now because time need to be up on that type of stuff right that's there. That's crazy. That that is, that's where the Me Too movement need to be. Right, Mark well, Wahlberg I'm- got 1.5 million. Michelle's like, Me Too? <laughs> Not in this case. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Well, wow. I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right. Shout to Revolt. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice mixes up next. Let me know what you want to hear. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.